The following is a production of Art Trap Productions, brought to you by the Gallifreyan Embassy and has been made possible by supporting subscribers and donations from listeners like you. This episode brought to you by Pachak Supporting Subscribers. Go to arttrap.com slash supporter to become a supporting subscriber. Support the show and get extra content and other bonuses. This episode brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash podshock. Over 85,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. This episode also supported by the Podshock Podcast Companion app for the iPhone, iPad, and iPod Touch now in the iTunes App Store. Live from behind the Weeping Angels in Manhattan, this is Doctor Who Podshock. Hello and welcome to Doctor Who Potchock, episode 268. It's me, Graham the Second Doctor Sheridan. And also with me, though, in the room is... Louis Trapani. The Godfather. I'll make Pot you an Pot offer you can't refuse. <laughs> yes, the Podfather himself, Louis Trapani. And also joining us, um, well, I should say that Graham is in across the pond from me in Germany, and also joining us across the pond is Dave Cooper, Dave A.C. Cooper, in Manchester, UK. Well, in, um, yeah. Yep, I'm delighted to be here, too. Good to have you back. And after a long sabbatical, we're very pleased and very happy to have back live on the show with us, Taras Natitian. Hello, Taras. Hello, everybody. Hi. And Taras is uh, here on, on this side of the shore with me on, in the U.S., so um, a very international show, as always. Oh, you wouldn't have it any other way, would you? No, no. And I'm doing good. Last time we, we the last episode, I was coming off of being, I, if if you, actually the recording of me is all right. It's just the the, par, the, the parts I put it in post. I was, sound, I was sounding, I, I was sounding like this. <laughs> so like you can, were you in with James Cameron in that Yeah, I was, I was in the Titanic um, or somewhere. I don't know, but I, I was definitely under the weather. So um, I'm feeling a lot better. So I'm glad for that. And I'm glad to be back and uh, recording with, uh, with, you gents and so there's a lot to cover because um in a very quiet <laughs> new season of doctor who with very little going on you know except for the shooting of the new episodes a whirlwind of news um has um sprout, sprouted out and um overcome us you know during the, the between the time from the last episode to this episode so um we're going to cover a lot of that in this doctor who podshock so um so what what we're going to do is we'll we have we're going to start off with some sad news and then build up to some happier news. So the first piece of sad news Graham's going to talk about. All right. Unfortunately, uh, we have to say goodbye to another Doctor Who alumnus or however you pronounce that word. Philip Maddock died at the age of seventy-seven on March the fifth, uh, quite literally direct after the uh, last death. Uh, we had, which was Peter Halliday. It was 10 years older. Now, 
Well, when did we see him first? Now, a lot of people think we saw Philip Maddock in the series, and I mean in the series, because Philip Maddock's first appearance in Doctor Who wasn't in Doctor Who TV, but otherwise Doctor Who, the films. Um, what Bessa said, the one uh, with <coughs> Peter Cushing that we... I know, they are fun, they are fun. I like to watch them, but they're not everybody's cup of tea, but they're not official as far as we're concerned. They're, they're sort of like of... Doctor Who Unbound, you know? It's sort of like another yeah. version of Doctor Who. Yeah. So um, his first appearance is not as everybody, well, most people think uh, in the uh, war games at the, uh, basically the end of uh, <coughs> Patrick Trowden's time, you know, best doctor of all, but that's only my opinion. Um but uh, just a couple of episodes, well, I'll say a couple of episodes, a couple of stories earlier, uh, he starts off in the Crotons and as Elik in the Crotons. But like I say, he went on to do the, uh, went on to play the Warlord uh, in the War Games, uh, then in the Brain of Morbius and the Power of Kroll. Uh, of course, the Power of Kroll is the one that he actually regretted recording. But um, even though it's his last TV appearance, uh, he went on to act in Big Finish's um, The Master. Uh, that was a singular episode uh, story, um, a bit, we could say a bit like the um, Unbound series, but it was probably in the Doctor Who world, and the return of the Kurotons. Uh, though, like I say, it was not considered much as canon, Dalek Invasion of Earth with Peter Cushing, where he met a sticky end as the unlikable Broccoli, and also... <laughs> um, Went on later, I mean, it was just recently, uh, fairly recently, he was working for BBC Radio 3, an adaptation of King Lear, and also for the Welsh TV channel S4C. Now, anybody that's sort of an Anglophile is sort of maybe aware of Channel 4, the fourth British uh, TV channel, because there was a time where we started off, we had one TV channel, that was the BBC, then it expanded and we had ITV and BBC. Eventually, we've got BBC Two to that. And in the 80s, we've got Channel 4. Now, in Wales, there is a Welsh language Channel 4 called S4C. And that's because Peter Maddock is, was a Welshman, but I said uh, he did a few bits on there. So um, it's quite sad that he's departed. But um, we still have, well, luckily, actually, every appearance he made in Doctor Who is still on film and still readily available. So it's. It's not as if it's he appeared in any of the uh, lost episodes. So, you know, this year, hopefully, we should get the Crotons on DVD. Come on to entertain. Disappointed me last year. We should get it this year, hopefully. And I, I would like to say he was really a, a real great British character actor. I mean, think of... He was in, in, in the... Uh, the same mould as uh, Roger Delgado, to my mind, in terms of his his on-screen presence and so on. And he, he was he appeared in quite a few other uh, what what I might drop the word cult them in here uh, in in cult programmes and in science fiction. He was in the Champions. He was in Randall and Hopkirk Deceased. Um, he was in the Avengers. Uh, he was in UFO. Uh, Zed Cars. Um, uh, he was in a science fiction, uh, well, a horror film, uh, Dr. Jekyll and Sister Hyde. But he, he was one of these actors that was always in work, mm -hmm. always uh, producing the goods. Space 1999, The Sweeney, Poldark. Brilliant, brilliant uh, list of uh, credits. And, of course, um, a very famous Dad's Army episode. No. Oh, tell him, Pike! <laughs> <laughs> 
a long line of credits there. So, yeah, it's unfortunate. At least um, his work will live on, and uh, that's one thing that, you know, when you're an actor, you always, um, you know, you have a bit of immortality there through your work. And it seems as though he's working right up to the present day. I mean, I'm looking at his uh, INDB page, and uh, there's something called Sh Hawk, uh, as recently as 2011. So, you know, you know, old soldiers don't die; they fade away. Well, he certainly was one of these actors that carried on working. Um, uh, Thinking of someone like Jeffrey Palmer, who uh, we've seen in Doctor Who. You know, right, working right into his seventies and mm -hmm. what have you. I mean, the, the, these people are absolutely great presence on screen. And uh, I mean, a, any loss from Doctor Who is uh, sad, but he certainly was, uh, you know, a, a really good actor. I don't know what the actual uh, stage work he did, but I'm fairly sure he was he was stage trained. Mm -hmm. Well, he'll be sadly missed, and um. But uh, we can uh, now we can turn to more positive news as far as um, acting goes and casting goes. Is that if you haven't heard by now, well, you, <laughs> you've probably been disconnected to the internet. But if you haven't heard by now, there's a new companion, and which we knew was coming. We knew that uh, you know the pawns were going to you know send you know have their farewells in, in this upcoming series, and uh, we knew uh, you know that the doctor would have some new, you know, either companion or companions replacing Amy and Rory. So, uh, but it's been announced, uh, it was, I believe it was March 21st, that Jenna Louise Coleman has um, been announced to play the new companion. I do not believe they have announced the companion's name yet, uh, but nope. sh she will be stepping in. And I, if I'm not mistaken, I well, I don't want to jump ahead in the news here, but I, I think she's going to come in on episode five if that's not a spoiler i don't know <laughs> no um episode no. five is uh well as far as i think six is uh six, six. Should, christmas episode and officially she'll uh, her first episode is the christmas episode we shall be introduced okay so we know so obviously five is is the, the where we bid a pond farewell to <laughs> <laughs> to amy and rory and Jeez. um yeah so yeah um Stephen Moffat has said of her that uh, it's it's always impossible to start casting these parts. Uh, when we saw Matt and Jenna together, we knew that we had our girl. She's funny and clever and exactly mad enough to step to step on board the TARDIS. You know, end quote. And, so. and at uh, a sprightly height of five foot something or other, she is going to get one heck of a pain in the neck looking up at him. Oh, so she's she's, uh, a, she's I, only a wee. wee yeah, I, I haven't seen her with other people. I've just all the pictures are just of her or her. Yeah, there's always the obligatory, you know. Every time they cast a new companion of the, you know, of the actress or actor, normally actress, you know, alongside, you know, up against the the TARDIS eventually. So uh, when they uh, when they did it with um with um um. Oh my god, I just lost her name. Um, <laughs> Amy. Uh, um, Gillen, yeah. I mean, we had no idea how tall she was, you know, so oh, we're, yeah. we're going from one extreme to the other. Oh, definitely. So she would be able to look, um, I was just going to say, Wendy, Wendy Padbury directing the eyes. <laughs> yeah, she'd have to uh, borrow uh, Astrid's little box that she stood on. <laughs> Astrid. But, um, 
Yeah, a little bit of history. I mean, uh, Genoese uh, comes from a place where I used to live as well. I know I'm a Scotsman, but I've been all over the place. Typical Scotsman, start off in Scotland, just keep wondering. Um, now, I used to a place called Blackpool, which may be famous to some of you old school people who know that's the end of the... Um, what was it, the end of the Twin Dilemma, I believe it was? No, it wasn't. Oh, now my brain is farting. Not the end of Twin Dilemma. End of the series after that, which is one of those Dalek stars that begins with R, but still with six dots. <laughs> that which narrows it down. The Blackpool. No? Remembrance? Hmm? Uh, no, hang on. So, uh, Resurrection. And uh, this will be Revelation. Revelation. Revelation of the Daleks. I know I have to go through that, that way. It's the only way I can work it out. Mm-hmm. Remembrance came with the Seventh Doctor. Now, um, this is the sixth do- At the end of that, they wanted to go off to Blackpool and it ended up getting cut because everyone knows what happens there. And I'm not going to get myself heated up about that. But finally, we've got somebody who's coming from Blackpool. And... Uh, Basically, Rock, she was a head girl, did her A-levels, which I'm not sure what you guys would call it in the States there. Uh, basically, um, the school system in the UK, you go to 16, uh, where we get our certificates, basically, going up to 16, and then you go for two years further, in which you get your A-levels. And this is all before you go to university or college to go uh, get your mm-hmm. degrees or whatever. So she did that, and she was a head girl, and she was a nice note. That's all sort of fine and good, but you like thinking, well, she seems slightly familiar. US side, of course. Now, if you're a fan of Marvel films, that is the things like Iron Man and such forth, you may yeah, recognize the superhero her. ones, yeah. The superhero. So we're talking Captain America, the first Avenger, where she played a character called Connie. So uh, that's where you might recognise her from, uh, stateside. But otherwise, she's been in Emmerdale, which is a, a soap drama, mm-hmm. which is, this is kind of weird. Uh, well, not so much weird, but I think it's funny. Uh, so Fraser Hines mm-hmm. left Doctor Who and went to Emmerdale. Mm. She's left Emmerdale, has come to Doctor Who. <laughs> I think it's a fair swap. Yeah, uh, I, I haven't seen... Made, but- She's any of her uh, work before because I, I haven't seen those um, those mm-hmm. superhero movies um, so but I, mean, I haven't you know obviously being in the states I haven't been exposed to her other work that she's done and uh, then she went on to do Waterloo Road uh, which is where we can say we was robbed uh, basically at the uh, British uh, TV awards and re- most recently there was a TV version of uh, Titanic sinking once again um but she only has like a minor role, a character called Annie Desmond. Uh, otherwise, that's about it, because she's only at the start of a career. Maybe they'll so replay be... that miniseries since we're approaching the 100th yeah. anniversary of it. Yeah, well, she yeah. does a, a creditable job in it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, Graham's quite right. It's not a major role, but um, you just see glimpses of her uh, because the, the whole idea of this is the showing the Titanic, the set obviously the same story, uh, but they're showing it from different aspects of different passengers, you know, first class, uh, third class, and so on. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, you know, I, I mean, the, we had the usual thing going on. I mean, you guys can put your part in, but I, along with, uh, from Sagarin Stories, Karen Dong, got really annoyed. They just announced the companion and the moans already started. 
Oh well, that's typical. Yeah. I mean, you, you got to. I mean, I obviously I don't. I I, I just said I, I never seen her, so I can't really judge her on her acting ability. She looks very pretty, and she's. Um, I mean, I have nothing against her, or whatever. I mean, as as far as pure casting goes, it wasn't. I mean, I, there's nothing surprising about it. It's not like an older person, you know, up against Matt Smith, or you know, it's it's your your what what we see on the surface. It's your typical young companion, female companion against the Doctor that we've seen so many times before, but we haven't seen you know the story yet. We don't know. For all we know, maybe she's from you know another galaxy or something like that, which would be really cool. It'd be just it'd be nice to kind of break the mold of having you know your typical Earth base companion you know that's been pretty much set since rose um yeah which i uh, i mean I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that's what it's going to be but you never know then again um, there's just no pleasing some people <laughs> I and mean, i just i was like just just literally yeah. as it's announced it's like moan 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 people are moaning that the the ponds came back people moaning the ponds ever were there i <sighs> And now but they're moaning, the, they're leaving. Yeah, I mean, like Matt Smith, uh, like I said with Matt Smith, it's like that. Well, it was interesting. Give the guy a chance. Let me let us see what she can do. Like I said for him, let's see what he can do. And he hasn't disappointed. So I went to see what she can do. I mean, she always comes across as very intelligent in interviews. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, give them. They said the same thing with Billy Piper was cast because she, you know, she wasn't an actor, an actress really. She was a singer, and everyone was, you know, bemoaning that too. But she pulled it off at first. I mean, after a while, I think people, you know, got, which is happens. You know, after any time, after a certain amount of time, you want to see a new companion. So no matter how good they are, there's a certain amount of um, holding power that they have before we want to see the Doctor with someone else now or something like that starts kicking in which i don't think it's a anti-companion thing it's just like i i love um you know uh what what both karen gillen and arthur darville are doing as the you know respectively as their two characters but i think it's time for to see you know for them to move on not because i don't like them but because it's just exciting anytime there's change in doctor who it's exciting so i think that's mm -hmm. what the program is all about is it's, it's a constant change so yeah so yeah, and going back to what you were saying about A levels, A levels, I just just want to say, anytime I hear A levels, I immediately think of Joe Grant, you know, telling John Pertwee's doctor, you know, that when she, they were first introduced about, you know, she, I think she had, well, the, the doctor had assumed that she had passed her A levels or something like that, if I recall correctly, and um, I always, my mind goes back to that scene all the time. Uh, brilliant. So, yeah, so we will see her later this year. They're going to be shooting earlier, obviously. Um, so we probably might see more production photos. We might see, I mean, they released the publicity photo of her in front of the TARDIS, but there's probably going to be more, you know, either spy photography or officially released photos, you know, by the BBC of them shooting soon enough because, uh, to my understanding, this month they're, they're shooting the episodes that... Um, that will see the the ponds leave, and then I guess I don't know if they're going to take a break or not. But then they'll mm. soon will be shooting the, that that episode, the Christmas episode. Yeah, talking so, of shooting. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of shooting, as as I just mentioned, the uh, the Stephen Moffat has announced that they're um, going to be shooting right here. Well, I was going to say in my backyard, but it's actually in Teresa's and in, in, in Taris's, um front yard. 
they're going to be shooting in Manhattan. They're going to be shooting in New York City, at least. Uh, I'm assuming Manhattan, but they'll be shooting in New York City. And um, there's a clip with Stephen Moffat talking about it, on um, which was on um, BBC America, which I'm assuming was, might be on YouTube as well. But this is um, this is what what Stephen Moffat had to say about it. You've already done Spain, and I understand that you'll be going to New York. Is that correct? Uh, yes, we are going to New York. Yeah. Okay, can you tell me anything about what happens in New York? Oh, tragedy! <laughs> there will be weeping angels there. <gasps> in New York. Wow. Yeah. And you presumably were making full use of the, the iconic uh, architecture landscape. You know, it will clearly be uh, New York. Oh, yeah, we're not, we're not going to go there and film in a back street we could have found in Cardiff. No, yeah. uh, that'd be a mistake. And I, and I guess last year, uh, Doctor Who being the largest downloaded programme in America yeah. on yeah. iTunes. Yeah, so it's an opportunity there to just mm. give the American fans like extra frisson of familiarity. Well, do you know what? To, to be absolutely honest with you, I don't think the American fans care whether we set shows in America. It's not like they're starved of shows set in America. <laughs> you know, they're not sitting there saying, oh, we want more shows set in America. Um, it's just that it's a different backdrop for the story. It's mm. a different way. And uh, something about Weeping Angels in New York seemed to make sense to me. Sure. So, yeah, so it's not... It's not uh, to appeal to an American audience, particularly. Yeah. Because I, I don't think that's... They don't come to Doctor Who to see themselves. They come to, to Doctor Who to see us. And I believe that... Well, the article that uh, these videos were attached to on BBC America is uh, by, Fraser, by Fraser McAlpine. So I don't know if that's his voice there that you hear interviewing, um, you know, um, Stephen Moffat or not. But um, I believe so. Yeah, I believe that's him. You know, when when we're never satisfied as fans, are we? Uh, when he said, uh, who doesn't want to see angels in New York? I'm thinking, oh, why don't they do it in Los Angeles? That sounds better to me. <laughs> angels in Los Angeles. <laughs> yes, that's true. Well, I, I know this has always been a dream for uh, for Matt Smith. He, you know, he said he would always love to shoot in New York. So um, this is great news for him. And, uh, and it's great news for both... Uh, you know, um, myself and Taras here, being that we're we're New Yorkers here, and if, <laughs> I'm sure if uh, they if, must have fell in love with the city when they were here for the uh, the screening of the first episodes yeah. of series six. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Matt Smith and seems very yeah, he, and, Matt Smith and the season before that, yeah, right. Yeah, because uh, they've come back for you know back to New York for the openings of the, both the last two series, so. Yeah, it's it's pretty exciting. There's some photos that have you know um, that are I think are on Flickr from Cardiff because I think they started sh- even though they said they're going to shoot in New York to get the authentic feel, they're shooting some of it, uh, you know, as mock-up New York in Cardiff because there um, there was an obvious no parking sign from a New York City no parking sign, and you see the angels. Um, you know, well, you see a statue of an angel and all that. So they've um, begun shooting. So they're going to finish shooting in New York from what I understand later this month, meaning um, later in April. Yeah. But I'm sure the details will be under wraps and, (laughs) uh, but I'm sure something will get leaked out somehow. We'll, we'll get wind of it. I think (laughs) let's hope. So this will, this will be under, (laughs) under, under wrappers. So it'll be under the Three Musketeers instead of Milky Way. Yes. Ooh, transatlantic joke. 
I mean, it is surprising to me. I mean, I was thinking that the the way that they'd, uh, you know, they've skewed the episodes towards the 50th anniversary, and I'm thinking, you know, we're going to be in another drought of Doctor Who, and yet the excitement seems to be building already. I mean, I, I realise that we've just come through a couple of conventions. You've had the, uh, you know, the galley and uh, your Icon 31 and what have you. So uh, that gets people. And, of course, we've had the first Doctor official... Who, yeah. The first official... Um, uh, Doctor Who one, the the one that cost a fortune. Mm-hmm. Um, but the whole point is that the buzz is being maintained. I didn't think that buzz could be maintained as long as it has done. I mean, now they're filming and it's it's coming real. And uh, uh, as um, was said there on that little interview, uh, the the Doctor Who episodes are the most downloaded ones on iTunes. So yeah. it looks as though this level of interest is going to not dip for the next few weeks. Although, of course, we've got summer and here in the UK, we've got the Olympics and it might fade away a little bit. But there certainly does well, seem to be a buzz. Doesn't the doctor come and light the torch at the Olympics? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> mm, which doctor? Now- <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. Getting the whole sort of hype up. It doesn't help to keep sort of fans calm when the official trailer, which was launched at the event in Cardiff, has been shown. So uh, we're into spoiler territory here again. Well, yeah. The, 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 they released the trailer. They they showed the trailer, I should say, at the convention, and then they released it after the convention. I think the Monday after the convention. So that was like around two weeks ago or was that yeah. something something around there I, I, time is all blending together but um <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to eat track. so yeah it's pretty interesting that they um you can it's on our website net. it's also on youtube yeah. as well so uh if you haven't seen it here we'll we'll play the obviously this is an audio podcast so we'll play the audio from it but uh if you want to see it go to net. it's it's on the front page currently so but this is the trailer. But I, just before I do that, I just do want to. Um, I, I am pleased to hear that the about iTunes, about Doctor Who being the most downloaded show on iTunes, which um, I wasn't. You know, I didn't wasn't privy to that. You know, I didn't know about that. So that's great news if that's really the case, because you know we've always said you know on Doctor Who Podshock that if you give the episode, if you make it available for people to you know to download and and, and purchase, people will you know and. Um, and I'm glad that it's it's seeing success, you know. So I'm happy for that. But let's um, let's let's go to the trailer or promo or teaser, whatever you want to call it. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Face me. You've clearly been taking stupid lessons since I lost so Everyone who isn't an American, drop your gun. I didn't mean to do that. electricity keep out signs aggressive stairs has someone been peeking at my Christmas list give me a Dalek any day (laughs) 
Which reminds me, has it been stealing from Star Wars again? Yeah, I, <laughs> I thought the same thing. Well, <laughs> without visually, I'm assuming, okay, we're just going to have to assume that you've seen this trailer already if you're listening to the podcast. But if, again, if you haven't, go to our website to watch it. But um, obviously, you couldn't see it on the on this podcast. But um, at the end there, you'll when he mentions Dalek, you see it, it, um, a Dalek, like, uh, the eye or, or is it the, the eye stalk yeah, pier, uh, yeah. piercing out of the snow yeah it's a teletubby dalek you can see that because of the, the actual retina is this this thing that they went on about when they redesigned them that it's got to it had to look a bit uh well organic and had to look organic and this is one of the first times you've actually been able to see properly that it's supposed to look organic yeah and this, yeah. this is popping out the snow looking at you in a very r2d2 sort of way uh, in the de- well, okay, it's snow and not Dagobah, but um, yes. Well, we, in we, addition we, to the trailer, the BBC also released. I think that there were ten wallpapers, which seemed to be from the trailer. Yeah. So th- there's a good view mm-hmm. of the uh, the Dalek eye stalk on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's from what we can see from the trailer. It looks like it's mostly, as far as a uh, setting goes, uh, with an exception of some a couple of those snow scenes. It seems to be set in the in the wild west of you know the uh, of of the U.S. If you know if we are to yeah. believe our eyes, I, I think the trailer's only from three of the episodes so far. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. right. Uh, basically, the first three. Uh, and I suppose a suitable title for this uh, clip would have been uh, Cowboys v Aliens. Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Come on, copyright. That's right. Aliens v Cowboys, then. <laughs> yeah. our, that, so, our Wizards of... v Aliens. So if this yeah. is actually in the US and the Old West, that means we have at least two, two stories because we just spoke about them shooting in New York, about the Weeping Angels returning. Uh, so that's one returning um, foe that we know about. And now we also know <clears throat> the next story, which is going to be about the, the Daleks returning, is, is, is apparent too here. So, um, you know, and that's really no big news. We know that, you know, every series the Dalek returns, if they don't have a full episode, there's, there's like at least a cameo or a glimpse of a Dalek. It doesn't seem like we've gone completely a year without a Dalek at all and you know since the series has come back so for those who really don't want to know and okay you've got this far uh, I will warn you out there in the webby tubes or into webby tubes there are major spoilers and I mean major well we're not giving any major spoilers we're we're we're, we're, going to give them away but just anybody who doesn't like that I'm afraid you've really got to keep away from most of the Doctor Who sites uh, aren't the Gallifreyan Embassy Um, we only release here what's the official stuff that's already been released I mean it was in the teaser trailer so I I figured it was safe to to mention the Daleks and and we know um, Stephen Moffat spoke about with his announcement about New York City about the Weeping Angels returning so um, they're they're out there, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. Like Mike Randall Thor, he, he was tweeting and said, uh, "Do people actually have to use the spoiler in the thread title when they're posting?" I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, give some people yeah. at least a chance to avoid it. Yeah, yeah. I'm afraid if you you like reading your Doctor Who news sites, I'm afraid you're going to have to stay away literally until the end of the year, which is going to be a right roll pain in the backside, to be honest. And uh, just keep listening to your favorite podcast. 
it, it is a long wait till fall because that's when the the, uh, the isn't late fall when the new series begins being televised. Yeah. So uh, late fall, uh, roughly worked out if everything's supposed to go as it's supposed to go, the series should start late November around a certain date. Uh, I wonder what date that could be. <laughs> though, though it said um, uh, things that came out during the um, the Light. conference, uh, the conference. Well, this this thing in, in this ninety nine pound thing that happened in Wales uh, the other week. Uh, hmm, you know, they said September, but if you're working everything out that the series starts then, and Steve Moffat says it's a continuous run the whole way through, then we are talking that Christmas. So you're talking Christmas, then count you five weeks before Christmas. Um, right, maybe with a week's maximum of a week's pause between the end of episode five and the Christmas episode, and um, you should be able to work the rest out, and then the rest will be shown uh, after Christmas in one continuous go. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. But as we know, so far the Moffat lies like a cheap, cheap chocolate watch. <laughs> Plus, I think I would- they're not going to officially announce anything until like about two or three weeks before the actual date. Yeah, it's that weird thing of trying not to give mm. anything away to the competition so they can put something out in that date. So, I don't know. Well, wasn't it last time the BBC America had announced the date much further ahead of time before the BBC announced the start date? Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Uh, that's sort of to do more the case that uh, you guys in the States have everything planned ahead of time. We need to sell commercials. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, what was this next bit? So here, Doctor Who RPG. Yes, if you mm. if you visit our website podchuck.net, you'll get a treat. If you're if you're into nostalgia video games, there's a um, there's a video that was done in the style of a 16-bit um, video game. Uh, you know, they they what they did was they encapsul they encapsulized the last two series, the first which are the first two series of Matt Smith, and made it into a uh, into a video game. So you can um, it's like. I don't know, three minutes long. I think it's not that, that very. It's not very long. So if you want, um, it's hilarious. Yeah, though. if you if you want to play it, uh, play it. It's if you're not up to speed on Doctor Who. If you, if you uh, then again, I don't think you'll be listening to this podcast. But if you haven't seen the last two series of <laughs> of Matt Smith or his first two series, there are spoilers there. So be warned about that. But I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you, Plus, you're up to date. If you haven't seen the last two series of. Uh Doctor Who. What are you doing listening? I know. To what podcast? are you doing? Watch those two <laughs> series and then come back and listen to this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, hey, you never know. I mean, you never it's know. Defense time. People I have to go could... to defense here, of course. Um, you never know. It might have been, you know, there might be people out there who are just into the classic series who don't like anything to do with it in one series. But or, or they're just catching up, or they 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 just started watching Doctor Who. They and they started with um, Christopher Eccleston, and they haven't gotten to because this I've we've gotten feedback about you know the, that to that point where they're they're slowly working up to current episodes. So I know it does happen. I mean, even over here in Germany, we are now almost bang up to date. Wow. Hooray that for that. Time. Yeah. Yes, hooray for that. Okay, still missing series three and four, but, you know, that's what DVDs are for. But, yes, the uh, Fox has basically been showing them every Wednesday since somewhere last year. Uh, I think it was November last year. I'll put it on the Gallifrey Embassy, I think, uh, back then. And basically we're up to date now, so, mm. yes. So I'm not going to play the audio from that 
movie since that video because it's no, has no dialogue really it's just a lot of sound effects and you got to really see it to get it so um again go to podshock.net or galfrenemacy.org you'll find it there so on the convention front yeah, so there's people. been a lot of conventions, as we've been saying. There was the official um, Doctor Who convention in Wales a few weeks ago, which uh, which we announced, which we said earlier in the show, that they had um, previewed the trailer there. So uh, there were a lot of handheld videos shot of that, you know, that made its way to the net. And then the Monday after, the, the official, you know, actual trailer made it, you know, its debut on the net. Uh, I'm trying to think if there was any other news i mean there, there probably was news that was brought out there was um that's not where the where jenna louise coleman was announced was it i don't think so no. I th- yeah that was done separately on the bbc website yeah yeah that was done separately so, so I, there might have been other news that have just you know that seeped into the to the regular news i don't know but anyway it was it seemed to be a a um you know, I, I was I wasn't there, but it seemed to be a good convention from what I can see and tell from it. But I don't know if um, have any of you heard feedback from any people that attended? Well, well yeah, yeah, certainly uh, Tim Jury, who does his Tim's take. Uh-huh. On it, he went there. He he was thrilled to bits with it. I mean, he said uh, one well. T- in geek language, one of the best days of his life. I mean, he actually got his picture taken with Matt Smith. So, you know, I mean, I think an awful reason, sorry, an awful lot of the reason why people were were happy to fork out that sort of money was because it was the only convention where you're going to see currently appearing stars in Doctor Who at a convention. Because normally, of course, that I'm not exactly sure whether they're actually boycotted from going to other ones. Uh, it's so, so... Um, excruciating for them because they they have to keep saying no comment no comment i can't tell you so of course yeah. this was the one way you could see on stage you know where you had um you know the the two companions and the doctor and the showrunner all on stage at the same time uh talking uh about it and um they also did um i think a, a commentary of uh uh, of one of the episodes and a, an analysis of how the you know they did the, the, those dolls and so on, so I think it was very. Uh, the only thing is, of course, that um, it was a repeat, so it wasn't a question of if you came over from the say the United States. It's not a question of you going to a two-day convention, although I'm sure some of them did. You're going to a one-day convention that was repeated the second day. Mm. Uh, there was all sorts of stuff came floating out. I mean, there was Danny Hargreaves did his uh, bit there, and the thing with Tim was uh, he just found out where Matt Smith was staying, so that was a sort of <clears throat> was just like a little bonus on the side for him. <laughs> uh, all Ding dong! Yeah, little bits and bobs. Came I, I also I had this uh, vision of the larger, you know, <laughs> Tim <laughs> ringing the doorbell on Matt Smith. <laughs> um, but the thing with um, even the the two entertainment crew were there and they were getting asked questions about video releases and they couldn't answer a question quite simple so what's i mean personally even if it was a great day what was the point of them being there if they couldn't even ask her a a simple answer a simple question of simply "Mm, what releases are coming soon uh what is perspective in the next coming year you know within the next 12 months they don't have to go further than 12 months and no, we can't answer that question. Tim asked a question about uh, Sharda, because uh, Sharda was uh, mainly recorded in Cambridge, uh, to which he's taken me a little bit of a tour uh, across as last time I visited my family back. 
and uh, yeah, they couldn't even answer a simple question as to when the Sharda stroke uh, 30 years in the TARDIS uh, special release was coming out. No, we can't answer that as if it was a major secret. It's DVD releases of something that's already been either, well, okay, already been on video, better said on VHS. Uh, why can't they answer these questions? It just seems being secretive it, for no it good may reason. Maybe that they've kind of got a plan, but they, they don't have the, the final approval yet for everything to move forward with the the licensees i think I, I, there is there are ways around it we are looking at but it can move simple sentence we are looking at roughly this month you know say i don't know july for the release of x video hmm. or x dvd better said um what's the problem with that though it could move depending on what happens that's a fair enough, and, and most people, you know, put it to bed. But this is the sort of thing of, we're there to answer your questions, and we can't answer anything. It's pretty pointless. Got honest. Well, I'm sure they um, they would probably like to say, but they're probably um, governed not to for whatever reason. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty pointless. There's no point in them turning up in the first place, really. Well, they can talk it's about just past my, just my personal opinion. Past productions, <laughs> you know how how they you know, achieved certain things and how they did certain things with stuff. There's ways around doing this sort of stuff, like uh, doing it so there's no Q and A. Don't take any questions. Then just say what you're doing, what's happening right now, what you can talk about, and not take any questions. At the point you say you start start taking questions, then you really got to have answers, or rough answers. Um, there was all the what. I, Lent to the military back in the day is um, can't give you an answer right now I'll come back to you was always the sort of thing because yeah. you don't yeah. know the answer to it or you can't give an answer to it you say that sort of stuff but it's just that's what I mean about pretty pointless if you go there you just tell, say what's happening just don't take any questions yeah just, be, just before we perhaps move off this uh, one one little story that Tim did say is uh, I thought it was quite amusing that you know you mentioned that they, they, they showed this teaser trailer well apparently um, uh, Matt Smith and um the others were, uh, I don't know whether they had some sort of green room for them while they're waiting. And they must have heard the soundtrack and rushed out halfway through. And then apparently Matt Smith shouted down, can you show it again? Because <laughs> 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 they, they hadn't had a chance to see it. So, oh, that's I mean, fantastic. Things, th things like that, uh, you know, w when you know that they're, they're fans, they want to see, uh, not just to see, I mean, and I'm sure it's not just to see how well they come across. It's because they wanted to see the reaction of the, the of crowd. The audience, and sure. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, well, talking of conventions, yeah, Lewis, well, this past Icon weekend, 31. yeah, this past weekend was Icon Thirty One, and um, it's been a long time since we had a Doctor Who, a singular, a Doctor Who guest at Icon. It's Icon Thirty One. Obviously, it's the thirty first Icon. So, uh, this convention has been going on since um, since the nineteen eighties, early eighties. So. Um, the last time there was a Doctor Who guest to speak of, I mean, someone that was directly connected to the show itself, was Sylvester McCoy back in 1999. So it's, I mean, there have been other, you know, we had John Peel, we had, um, um, you know, other guests that have been connected, not, you know, directly on the, on the series, but had connections to Doctor Who. But this was um, this was surreal because now we we went from like not having any guests to having multiple guests. So the the major almost the whole track 
Yeah. The, the major guest the, 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 I, you would say would be the Paul McGann, who's obviously the eighth doctor. And then you had Daphne Ashbrook there. You had Fraser Hines there. You had um, Colin Spoil. 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 And. Uh, Saves double. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. And Jeremy Bollock, who, uh, for a lot of science fiction fans, know know him as um, Boba Fett, but he appeared in two episodes. You know, he appeared with two different Doctors and two different stories of Doctor Who as well. So, um, so yeah, it was. And there was a, also Jason Hay Gallery of Big Finish. Of Big Finish, and, and Steve Gostolo, who uh, was from. Uh, the more than 30 years in the TARDIS documentary and also uh, did some uh, Dalek work as well uh, in the okay. classic series. Mm-hmm. Well, wasn't that Jason John, Craig Kelly? John was there as well. well. Wasn't he also in the episode with Colin Spall, the two-parter? The, the, the alternate world Dalek one the, the, with I, Lumic. I thought, I thought that young lad was in that, was he not? I don't know. Cybermen, Dave. Cybermen. Cybermen. What did I just say? Dalek. <laughs> you know, Dad, you're supposed to prompt me on these sort of things. <laughs> well, well, there's your one mistake. <laughs> yeah, I've got one more left before we end. Well, there is a connection to Daleks here because Paul McGann... Uh, read at, at the closing, there, there was there was a Doctor Who. I think they called it a mega panel, and which yes. had um, Paul McGann, had Daphne Ashbrook, Colin Sparrow, Fraser Hines, and I think that's it. Hosted by Ken Deep. Host, hosted Ooh. by Ken Deep. But I, I was speaking of the panel guests themselves, uh, right? Which um, which Ken had then presented to Paul the lines of William Hartnell from the Dalek invasion of Earth, uh, so which he read, which you'll you'll recognize these lines. I, you, you can um, if you if I had tweeted about it, you could watch the video if you hadn't seen it yet. But here's the audio of it. Those of you may see some clips on YouTube at other conventions, you may have seen something like this, and I'm, I'm going to throw it in a different direction. But we're heading to the 50th anniversary, aren't we? We're getting close. This is from Paul. He's going to read this. We're all going to be able to close. This is something that he's made with Dr. William Hartnell said. And as we get ready for the 50th anniversary, it would be appropriate if the doctor is sitting here with us right this. One day, I shall come back. Yes, I shall come back. (laughs) Until then, there must be no regrets, no tears, no anxieties. Just go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me but I am not mistaken in mine. Thank you, Paul. The Dalek invasion of the Ladies and gentlemen, Paul Young, Jack and Ashton, Paul the Dalek That's the that was the closing 
um, well, yeah, it's not the closing ceremony, but the closing of that panel there. There was, uh, but it was towards the end of Sunday of the three-day convention, so it was sort of like the closing of of the convention um, on on Sunday. But from um, you know, it, it seemed like there was no problems. Everything went off without a hitch. Um, you know, as far as everything going well, it seemed um, like it was a successful convention. And of course, Paul McGann was a late replacement, wasn't he? For well, of course, yeah. McCoy. Sylvester McCoy was originally going to be uh, attending. It was, and then he got held over because he's, as you, anyone that's listening to the show knows, he's in the Hobbit. He's um, shooting the Hobbit, so that um, his shooting schedule got extended or whatever. So he wasn't able to attend. And at the last minute, I believe, um, you know, well, Ken had spo- had um, connected because I think this hap- this all kind of came down while Gallifrey won was going on in February, so um, he was able to um, secure Paul McGann for, to, to replace Sylvester McCoy at the convention. Yeah, he, he proposed to him in front of the... Uh, <laughs> he eight, went down eight, on one knee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he got to his console and said, please come. <laughs> so, well, of um, course, uh, it's not quite familiar with that. Um, the speech actually comes from the end of the Dalek invasion of Earth in episode six, and it's the Doctor's departing uh, speech to Susan mm-hmm. as she's left behind. A soliloquy. So, a soliloquy. Yeah. Which they now, reused for it, the Five Doctors in the opening yeah. um, uh, prologue of the Five Doctors. They show that clip again. Yeah, exactly. So, what else do we have here? Baftas in Wales? Hmm. Teresa, do you want to speak about this? Well, the uh, the two uh, episodes that were rediscovered are going to be screened uh, in Wales uh, next month. And uh, if I recall correctly, Annika Wills and Fraser Hines are going to be uh, present there for this screening. Mm-hmm. And also and, and Peter, Peter Purvis, Purvis as yeah. well. Peter, so the, yeah. those two episodes are... Airlock from Galaxy 4 and Episode 2 of The Underwater Menace. Yeah, very exciting. You know, anytime they unearth and recover some lost episodes, it's always exciting. So um, I, I think we, we spoke about this when this originally was, you know, when this news broke about them finding these episodes. But it's great that, um, you know, that they'll be screened and, uh, you know, eventually they'll, they'll work their way to, to home video. But... It's um, it's exciting. Oh, and the report also says that there's going to be a guest from the current production, which sounds kind of mysterious. Yeah, I think that we're first showing this uh, lost, presumed, missing uh, for uh, annual belief th- wiped. I think. That, is. Uh, uh, well done, thank you, Taris. Uh, but th- that's some weeks uh, past now, so presumably they've done some restoration by now. Yeah, yeah, that would there, there be the assumption. Yeah, well, because uh, there is, as far as I understand, there's a fair bit of, uh, I say, resurrection to be done on one of the episodes because it wasn't uh, in the condition that one could want, uh, wish for, uh, having a bit of a tear here and there. But, uh, yeah, should be fairly good. So this BAFTA whale screening is going to take place in Chapter Arts Centre in Cardiff on the 9th of May. So that's about a month away. According to the report. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. Yeah, found really found by uh, TVS engineer uh, Terry Burkett, is that? Uh, and the, both episodes were shown at the British Film Institute's Missing Believe Wiped event. Yeah. So, so you don't have to wait until May 9th. If you're listening to this before then, if you're listening to this before Tuesday, um, April, what would that be, 10th? Is that right, Taras, 10th? Yeah. Oh, are you referring to the... Uh, the evening with Waris yeah, Hossein, the, How It All yes, Began. The, how It All Began, an evening with Waris Hussein is going to be Tuesday, April 10th at the Paley Center in Manhattan. Yeah, this was the same place they had debuted the the eleventh hour a couple years ago in April as well, and this is um, this is a great opportunity to um, to see Waris Hussein, who we had on our show uh, a couple years back, which um, he's a fantastic person to to speak to. Obviously, he's the if you don't know, he's the director of the very first story of Doctor Who, The Unearthly Child. And, um, you know, he's, he's done others as well. But and most of Marco Polo. Yeah, that's I was going to mention that. So it's a great opportunity. I don't know if tickets are still available, but you can check it out. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming there's information at, at whoyork. Is it whoyork.org? I, I think .com is. Or .com, okay. Yeah, whoyork.com. It may be org works as well, but uh, no, it's whoyork.com. Okay. Well, it's Tuesday night, April 10th, so if you're listening to this before then, um, check it out to see if the tickets are still available if you're in the New York area. It's it's the Paley Centers in New York City, Manhattan. Mm -hmm. All right, and well. It'll be at 7 p.m. Are we all used out? I think we're all newsed out. <laughs> uh, did, did we have some? Oh no! Yeah, yeah, we did have. We, we did. We. I'm sorry. That's my fault. I, I jumped ahead. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, Jumping a foot. <laughs> I, I jumped or skipped or galloped ahead. Uh, yeah, there's some casting news that we should cover, which is um, one name which will probably be recognizable for science fiction fans is Ben Browder, who, um, I believe, uh, is from Farscape. And he's done other yeah. work as well. Um, what's that other sh that other one where they go through a Stargate. time portal? Star. What's it called again? Stargate. Stargate. I I'm, <laughs> obviously I'm not a fan, but it doesn't mean it doesn't mean it's not good. I just don't. I'm just not a fan. I can't remember it. So yeah. Uh, so him, he's been cast as uh, now. When we say cast, we, you know, he's going to be playing a part in a story or anything like that. It's not like a major role, uh, to my understanding. You know, so. It's not like a companion or something like that. That'd be big news. It would be interesting. Otherwise, yeah, but otherwise, we've got uh, Rupert Graves, uh, who's fairly familiar. If anybody's worked, uh, watched Sherlock, uh, he play, uh, plays the inspector there. And then we have two, um, well, alumni from the Harry Potter uh, field of things. Uh, first of all, I'll do it in reverse order from what it's printed, but uh, Mark Williams... Uh, which anybody who watched the Harry Potter series know is the guy who played the uh, Weasley father. And uh, among other things, if you're a Red Dwarf fan, you'll recognize him uh, from being right in the first series of Red Dwarf. And the other person is David Bradley, who was the uh, the caretaker, the, uh, the squib caretaker uh, at Hogwarts. 
among other things. But he's also been in things like uh, Hot Fuzz. Uh, so, yeah. See how that goes. And this, the one other name is David uh, Giassi, though I think Dave can say something more about this than myself. No, no, I don't think so. No, if, Walking the Dead, Awaking the Dead, Silent Witness, Lord of oh, the UK. Si silent Witness, I love Silent Witness, but uh, yeah, uh, I, I fixate on the, one of the actresses on that, so uh, you have to excuse me on that. <laughs> Dave's drooling. He was also... Um, Didn't uh, he appear also in uh, the first series of Torchwood? Yeah, according to this, he was a, a minor role in the 2006 episode, uh, of um, Torchwood. I'm not sure what episode it is, but... I think mm. it says Combat. Mm. Oh, we're so well prepared, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> and he's also uh, in White Heat as well. If, if, unless we already mentioned that, I'm not sure. So, uh, yeah, so we have some guest stars, which, you know, this isn't anything... And it's also Joanne McQuinn who's going to be in one of the episodes as well. And do we know anything about her? Uh, <laughs> she, she's known for playing Sally Moore in uh, Mistresses. Okay. And she's also in Our Friends in the North. Hmm. I right, was well. in the documentary Space Odyssey Voyage of the Planets. Mm -hmm. Amongst the things on her resume. Hmm. Interesting yeah. stuff. So I, I think probably the I'm, I'm guessing probably from at least from a U.S. standpoint, probably uh, the biggest name there is, is Ben Browder as far as um recognizable from for sci-fi oh, fans. Oh, Mark Williams as well. Yes. It's definitely Mark Williams as well. All the Harry Potter films. So, we all used out now? I think we all used out. <laughs> 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 so, we'll be back very shortly with your feedback. You're listening to Doctor Who Podshock. This is Deborah Watling, and you're listening to Doctor Who Podshock. Hey, a follow-up to the New York story about Doctor Who shooting in New York. Since this episode was recorded a few days ago, Doctor Who has already started recording in New York City. They're shooting in Central, Central Park, that is. And uh, this started on the 11th, which was a Wednesday as we record this. So um, as I record this now as a post-production note. So... Um, it's a it's a really bad week though, at least for me personally. They they didn't check with me first, so uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get, make it out there. I'm going to uh, see if I can. It's just it's a lot going on this week for me to um to um to be there. If it was um last week, it would have really been advantageous. Or next week. It's just that this week is really <laughs> well. We'll see if I can make it out there. Uh, follow me on on Twitter. I'll be posting pictures, tweets about it there or Podshock.net. Just a follow-up to that to that New York City story. Also, this episode did get delayed somewhat in post-production, so uh, apologies to the Waris Hussein evening because this is coming out after that. But to be honest, I don't think there were any more 
tickets available to that event anyway, so um, though I could it could be wrong with that. But what I'm not wrong about is that Audible is the premier provider of digital audiobooks. Audible has over 85,000, actually I think they have over 100,000 titles to choose from, and it covers every genre, be it thrillers, romance, business, comedy, and of course science fiction and fantasy. Audible titles will play on your iPhone, Kindle, Androids, um, over 500 devices for your listening anytime, anywhere. And for you listeners of Doctor Who Podshock, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free, and I believe this is new now, 30-day trial. A 30-day trial, so you have a chance to check out their service. So now more than ever, you want to check it out. To get your free audiobook, simply go to audibletrial.com slash podchock. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash podchock for your free audiobook. Now, as always, we like to make a referral or a recommendation of what you may choose for your free audiobook. You can choose anything, of course, that they have to offer. Though, it seems like every few years, <laughs> somehow, somewhere, uh, there's a um, a release of Shatter again. Shatter, S-H-A-D-A, which is the, um, the lost or um, the incomplete Doctor Who story that was shot, well, that, that started shooting, that, that um, production of that story began in, um, for, um, for the 1979 series, and unfortunately, it never was completed because of a, a strike that was going on at the time. Um, so anyway, the story uh, was never fully shot. It was never shown completely on television. There there's, were clips that were shown. Uh, parts of it were used in the Five Doctors special of 1983. So, But since that time, there have been several retellings of Shatter uh, with various actors that have played the Doctor uh, retelling them or or um, audio versions and um, basically filling in, you know, giving you the story and filling in the gaps that were uh, either missing or whatever. Well, long story short is that once again, Shada is released again in audio form. This time it's um, Shada was written by Douglas Adams, and this is um, an audio book that's um, that Gareth Roberts did, which I guess what he did was polish or, or um, elaborate on what Douglas Adams had, had written for um, originally. So this is um, Lala Ward narrating, you know, speaking the, the book, and it's Shada, um, the, it's Doctor Who, The Lost Adventure Shada. So let's hear a little bit from that right now. At the age of five, Skagra decided emphatically that God did not exist. This revelation tends to make most people in the universe who have it react in one of two ways, with relief or with despair. Only Skagra responded to it by thinking, wait a second, that means there's a situation vacant. Now, many years later, Skagra rested his head the most important head in the universe, against the padded interior of his alcove and listened to the symphony of agonized screams coming from all around him. He permitted himself two smiles per day and considered using one of them now. After all, the sounds of wrenching mental anguish and physical distress were a sure sign that his plan was working and that this was going to be a good day, possibly even a nine out of ten so he might have even more cause to smile later on, and he didn't want to waste a smile. 
he decided to save it, just in case. Instead, as the screams faded slowly into bewildered animal whimpers and the occasional howl of uncomprehending fear, Skagra climbed from his alcove and turned to survey his handiwork. His own alcove was one of six, an even number, of course, set into the sides of a tall grey hexagonal cone at the centre of the main laboratory. At the top of the cone was a grey sphere. Minutes before, he had watched as the other five members of the think tank climbed into their alcoves, laughing and joking in their irritatingly trivial way. They hadn't even noticed that there were connecting terminals built into the headrests of all of their alcoves, but no such terminals built into his own. Why were other people so stupid? Skagro wondered. Even these people, who were so clever, were basically stupid. He'd wondered this every few seconds for as long as he could remember. Still, thanks to him, thanks to the plan of which this moment was a significant part, soon other people would no longer be a problem. The five think tankers stood gibbering in their alcoves, their eyes blank, limbs making the occasional spasmodic movement. It was interesting that the bodies of all five had survived the process. Now to check on their minds. Skagra entered a command code into one of the many panels of instruments that lined the walls of the laboratory. It was a cursory, automatic gesture. If a lesser, sillier person had conceived this plan, not that anybody else could have conceived this plan, they would have rigged up a big, melodramatic, silly red lever to activate the sphere. And that was Lala Ward, and Lala Ward played Romana, Romana 2, and she was in the story Shara, so, um, you know, it's, it's appropriate that they have her, you know, doing the narration here. And as you can see, it has that Douglas Adams flavor to it. So, uh, once again, this could be your selection, or you could choose anything you like that Audible has to offer. And uh, to get your free audiobook, once again, go to audibletrial.com slash pachak. Again, that's Audible trial.com slash pachak for your free audiobook. And we're back with Dr. Pachak. And as always, we always love to hear what you have to say. We encourage you to send feedback. You can always call the Pachak public call box at 206-984-3543. And that will send, it's basically a voicemail system, so you can just leave your feedback there. And uh, currently, our welcome message has disappeared from that. So I don't know if it's the master or the Daleks or someone, um, some some tinkering or some, or maybe just sunspots. Who knows? But uh, so you, normally you would hear a welcome message, but right now it's just a generic message. So we got to fix that. But uh, yeah, feel, feel, Lewis doesn't want to admit playing around with sonic screwdriver. Yeah. Again. <laughs> you never know. So it's that third setting. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, we want to hear from you. Once again, the number is, and it's a free number. You know, we're not charging you, but your public, you know, your regular tolls apply. You know, as far as 
you know, if you're calling from wherever. It's uh, 206-984-3543. Or you can go to our website, podshock.net, and there's a tab there for feedback, and it gives you different ways you can send feedback. You can also, you know, uh, with today's, everyone has, a, well, not everyone, but a lot of people have smartphones that will have um, voice memo capabilities. You can just uh, leave your feedback that way. Send, record a voice memo and then just email it to feedback at podshock.net, and we'll get it that way. So, um, but getting to the feedback, first up is, I believe it's Greg in Florida, and he had this to say about Catherine Tate. Hey, this is Greg from Florida. I'm on a commercial break, so I'll make it real quick. Um, have you been watching The Office? Uh, our second favorite, the redheaded doctor, our third favorite redheaded Doctor Who companion, and no, I don't mean Turlo, has been guest starring on the last few episodes as Catherine Tate, and she certainly has lost a few pounds, and by pounds, I mean weight. Because in the UK they say a few stones, just to them pounds means money. But in the States, ginger is a root that's used in Asian cooking. You can use a carrot top in cooking, but gingers are called redheads in the States. Of course, not all redheads are authentic. And you know how to tell a real redhead, right? Uh, I digress. Back to Catherine Tate. She's very funny, and I hope she stays on the show. Um, the office has really lacked consistency for the last years. They've had dangling subplots, characters joining and leaving. It's like the show doesn't even know what it's supposed to be. It's like the doctor and Castro Valvo wandering around looking for the zero room. By the way, can you name another actor who has appeared on both Doctor Who and The Office? Um, but, of course, you do know that David Tennant appeared on two episodes of The Catherine Tate Show. And Tate and Tennant were partners in crime in last year's West End production of Much Ado About Nothing. Uh, speaking of nothing, where was I? Um, okay, my point is, A, you can tell a real redhead by their freckles, and B, no other actor has appeared on both Doctor Who and The Office. Um, okay, that's all. Sorry to have gone off topic a bit. Uh, won't happen again. The doctor warned us about that. Don't wander off. That's what he said. Bye. <laughs> great, great, I like it. <laughs> yeah, so he's talking about the American version of The Office because there was the original UK version, which, which I prefer. I, I, I mean, not that I, I dislike the American one. I just prefer the, the original UK version, as I do with many things that are, you know, that come from the UK <laughs> that are then uh, remade into the to a US version. But uh, yeah, I was kind of I didn't, um, you know, hear his uh, feedback until. Um, afterwards, but I kind of stumbled upon it because uh, one of my um, infamous sleepless nights, I was looking for something to to fall asleep to. So I said, "Let's uh, put on the office." <laughs> and, and to my surprise, I wasn't getting any sleep because there was Catherine Tate. <laughs> was I bothered? No. <laughs> do I look bothered? Honestly, do I look bothered? So yeah, I was like this on even Sonic Screwdriver. And she did look different, so I didn't really put two and together that you know two and two together that she lost weight or whatever. But um, you know, because I never really saw her as you know. But I guess she did lose a few stones, and um, but she looks good. She's uh, she she appeared in the following episode too. So I don't know how I don't I don't watch the show regularly, so I'm not up to date on it. So I don't know if she's still on it or not. But um, I know she had a cameo in a um, like last year, or or maybe it was a year before. I know she was. Um, I think it was last year at the one of the I think it was the season finale or, or something. I don't watch the show, so I, I'm a little yeah, rusty well, there. She but, can't yeah. be on the next episode. You know, she's the ultimate temp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good stuff. Yeah. So that's the office in I think it's NBC in the U.S. So, all right, so moving along, we have um, this piece of feedback from uh, no stranger to the show, D. Scott 750. Hey, guys, D. Scott 750 from here from Tulsa. I know I probably don't respond to every single pod shock, but I assure you I do listen, and I love them all. 
just a quick update. My Avengers versus X-Men Zero promo. The second one is now up involving the second Doctor. Just wanted to leave that little bit of info. I left it in the little gallery, and it's also up on YouTube if you guys want to give a good look. Once again, you guys are the best pod shock out there, and I can't wait for season seven. He's got 750, a.k.a. the blind dyslexic. Ciao for now. Well, thank you, Scott. Uh, you, you didn't give a URL, but I'm assuming if you maybe do a search for um, for it on YouTube, or if Scott, if you're listening, you can feel free to uh, to go to our forums on gallifreyembassy.org or pachak.net and uh, do a post on it so that we can um, direct people there. You know, and then you can have a link there to to your um, to the promo that you're speaking about. I'm, I'm a bit confused. I am I don't too. Being in the Avengers or in 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 the X Men. Well, or... I'm assuming this is some something he made up. I don't know. I, I think it's a mashup that he's uh, yeah. created. All right. Well, um, good stuff. Next up is uh, again no stranger to the show. Actually, he's a um, a long-standing. Or is he a stranger? Well, that's the whole thing. Will will we ever know? <laughs> it's a mystery. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. So yes, the mystery presenter gives us some more clues on on who he is and what he's doing. And um, so this is uh, he's like I said, he's a longtime supporter of the show as well. So let's hear from mystery presenter. Hello, Lewis, Ken, and James. It's your mystery caller here. We're just a piece of news. Um, I see June summer, June July. The Royal Apple Hall is having conversations with screen composers. You may think, um, well, it's just got to do with Doctor Who. Um, skipping to the one on the 11th of July that I've booked for at 7.30 on Wednesday, it's actually with Murray Gold, as you know, has composed the music for Doctor Who. So, once I go to that, um, hopefully, I'm going to, afterwards, I'm just going to do a small report on it. He's letting you know and send that on. Um, just one other thing um, I was watching Revelations of the Daleks, which actually, when I tried on previous DVD player, it kept on skipping the first part. And ending up going back to the beginning, and that well, one scene kept on repeating. But try on new DVD, play through perfect. So at least I know it's not the disc. But um, just to let you know, one thing I know is um, is that Clive Swift is in that episode, who actually also appeared in Voyage of the Damned Christmas Special. So he has appeared in both the new and the old. I don't know if you knew that. But if you haven't, well, that, that's a piece of news. Um, just one as a team. Well, as you know, I like giving clues to who I am. Um, just one piece of information. The clues so far that I've done was more relating to what I do or as I stand to myself or my name. So time for the first clue relating to my name. The clue is, if you had to associate a colour with one of Chris X films that came out since he, in the summer, since he played the Doctor, 
what film was it be and more importantly what could it so that's your clue I hope you have good fun trying to work that one out bye for now well Christopher Eccleston was in G- is it G.I. G. Joe is that the film he's talking about he, well, he was in that, but I haven't seen it, so I'm not sure. I mean, I know he was in it, but he—I think he played the, Snake or something. Or, but that's the only thing I I can pick up from that. Yeah, it's ever well, mysterious. Well, you mentioned the uh, the event that Murray Gold is going to be speaking at this summer, at the uh, the Royal Albert Hall. Yeah, the in July. Conversations with screen composers. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting news there. Well, we need another clue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, if this was a game show, we would have been gonged so, already. So, talk about Jeopardy. <laughs> David, yeah. I thought you already knew who he was based on that one clue. No, no, no. I've not really got an idea. All right, well. Um, but I'm we'll- thick. <laughs> Well, moving along, we're going to another longtime listener and supporting subscriber, which is Daisy, who um, I, I met briefly last year at, at um, Gallifrey One, and she's um, doing um, her own podcast now called the Sonic Toolbox. So um, she had she had written some e- she sent in uh, feedback via email. So I'm not going to read the whole email, but she wanted to um, just kind of you know since we inspired her, she said um, in fact it was you guys who inspired me to do about doing my own podcast, and here it is. She co-hosts it with Cheryl, and um, so we the the trouble is that we have um if we start playing everyone's uh, promos then that's all we get our promos so uh, but we'll play a little bit of it here and as i said she's been a, a long-standing supporter of the show so um we'll help you to oblige and we're, we're happy that we inspired her to do her own her own show so it's called the sonic toolbox and you can let me give you the url first it's the uh, www.thesonictoolbox.blogspot I'll say it again after this, but this is part of it. Welcome to the Sonic Toolbox, a new Doctor Who podcast brought to you by the DW Geek Girls, Cheryl Lowe and me, Daisy Kaufman. We want to show you the world of Doctor Who through more feminine, yet no less hardcore, science fiction and Doctor Who fan eyes. On our shows, we review Doctor Who episodes, both old and new, and discuss the science and technology of the Doctor Who universe. Here's a sample. So you can pretend you're British during that episode. Go hide behind the sofa. I will watch behind the sofa. That makes sense. Oh, good. The uh, the fuzzy noise. All right. Well, you get the idea that it's check it out. It's the Sonic Toolbox, and it's um, the Sonic Toolbox dot blogspot dot com, and um, it's um. I, I haven't had a chance to check it out myself, so but it sounds pretty interesting. It's always good to. You hear um, different perspectives of Doctor Who, and I know we've gotten some feedback in the past about not having an, um, enough female voices on the show, and we, you know, we the doors are open always to, we don't check <laughs> to see what gender, or, 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 you know, everything is open here, so it's, um, it's always an open door policy here, so, um, but it's always good to have, I mean, they're a dedicated show to give, um, a feminine perspective of Doctor Who, which is good. 
There's a challenge okay. for you, Graham. Get the feminine voices out. Oh, dear am I. <laughs> All right. Well, that, that was Gallifrey this year as well. And uh, I've been listening to the podcast and I really enjoy it. So. Oh, great. Fantastic. Because we start doing a female voices here, we'll end up being like Monty Python. <laughs> He's not the Messiah, he's a very naughty boy. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, so I, I think we better end the show. We, we um, Bill, I know you had sent some feedback to us about the uh, Scream of the Shaco. We'll get to that in our next episode. We're running a bit long here, so um, I, I, Bill is another long-standing supporter of the show, so I'm sure I know he'll understand. And um, so, if you haven't, uh, when I speak of Scream of the Shaco, we reviewed it in our last episode, episode two sixty-seven of Doctor Who Podshock. So check that out if you haven't already. So you just heard me mention not one, not two, but three Pachak supporting subscribers in our feedback section. And we want to give a big thank you to all our supporters. We can't do the show without you. And please, if you haven't done so yet, please consider be becoming a Pachak supporting subscriber. You can do so by going to the gallifrandembassy.org or pachak.net website. There's a banner ad on the top there on how you can become a Pachak supporting subscriber or go to arttrap.com as well. And by doing so, you really will be helping this show out so we can produce these episodes and get these out to you. It does make a tremendous difference. For a small monthly fee, you'll really be helping the show out. A few dollars goes a long way. So we really do appreciate those that have been helping us out by becoming Pachak supporting subscribers. Any other further, any anything else that we want to address before we sign off? No, other so. than the fact that, that things are staying on the boil, on the bubble. I think uh, the BBC and uh, Stephen Moffat are doing a grand job of sort of keeping people, you know, there's just enough coming out, isn't there, all the time to uh, keep our interest peaked in uh, what is happening. And uh, I don't want to talk about Christmas and the, the winter coming yet because here in the UK we're only just having a few first days of summer but uh, hopefully well, Scotland it, yeah well exactly yeah and so I, I got it's not address it's a kilt I wear a kilt <laughs> address no well you're doing the feminine voices you're doing Monty Python's female voices I thought you would wear a dress <laughs> no a kilt a kilt a kilt very apropos and everything so and we we may have gotten other um over the, in in the past we've um may have received some other voicemails and whatever that we may not have played yet so we may unearth those as well that and some of those aren't um you know the great thing about Doctor Who is that it doesn't get dated i mean because it's all about time and space so uh you know we can, can review... always go back in time and read those emails yeah we you know we review uh, we reviewed scream of the shocker last in the last episode and that was from uh you know uh was it 2003 and um so before that was um the the john pertry story the solorian so um you know it's all relative you know so even if it's a piece of feedback about a story that that came out years ago it's still relevant because um, it's all good, you know. And Doctor Who fans are constantly rewatching older episodes, so it's not always just about the current stuff. It's um, Doctor Who is, has a long history and a rich history, and that's what enables us to be fans and enjoy it so much. Well, it was great to know that Podshock has a you know missing episodes uh, little office, and uh, <laughs> you, uh, you know, <laughs> we've come across a missing episode of Podshock. Well, what happens is that sometimes we'll, we'll run out of time and just, um, you know, then 
you know, we read and we listen to everything that comes in. It's just it's just a matter of getting everything on the show. And always, always, you know, the, the, the ones that we play today were fairly short. So always keep your feedback short. It's always better, you know, and has a better chance of getting on the show. Okay. So, so talking of which, where can you send your feedback to? Well, once again, if you, you can, uh, as I said before, you can send it to um, our email, feedback at pachak.net and as it's, since it's an audio podcast we prefer audio if you can do that uh, alternatively you can call the pachak public call box which is 206-984-3543 we'd love to hear from you or record it on a cassette and send that in <laughs> Yeah, you could do that one. <laughs> yes, Lou still does have the uh, equipment for that. Yes, le- legacy technology, yes. In fact, uh, well, yeah, yeah, we, we've gotten, um, well, I don't want to get into it cause in- until we actually have it, but we may be getting a classic interview sent to us um, on cassette that we'll have on our show once once we get it, and then I have to digitalize it, And but yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So until next time, a teaser. I w- yeah, a teaser. So uh, I want to thank Taras, Graham, and Dave for joining me, and for you for listening. This is Doctor Pachak. Join us next time. Cheers, everyone. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye for now. You have been listening to Doctor Who Pachak, presented by the fan run org. Doctor Who is owned and trademarked by the BBC. Doctor Who Pachak is not affiliated with the BBC in any way. Doctor Who Pachak theme music by Jeff Smith at thejeffsmith.com. This has been a production of Art Trap Productions and is presented to you by the Gallifreyan Embassy and has been made possible in part by supporting subscribers and donations from listeners like you. This episode is also supported by the Pachak Podcast Companion app, for iOS devices now in the iTunes App Store. I tolerate this century, but I don't enjoy it. <laughs>